Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world, broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world, spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com, music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Beth LJ with Sacred Places Radio. Um, joining you. You're listening here on this Sunday, early evening, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. And we are here to convene, join together and share energy, gather our energy, empower our energy through the masses, through the power of the masses, through the power of the individual, so that we may push through, be guided, and set our intentions for what we need to do. And I have a lot of sighing going on. I have a lot of eye rolling going on because the energy today is very overwhelming for me. Um, Based on the tarot card that I pulled, the energy today is very overwhelming for a lot of us, for many of us. Um. And I understand um, this this overwhelming feeling. I understand this this need to throw it all away, just escape in under your covers, just escape from the things that hurt so bad. Just leave this earth plane for a while. I understand that energy. And we're just getting off of a Pisces new moon that is encouraging us to explore that energy further, that is encouraging, that is providing the space for us to really understand our own emotions, therefore understanding our own needs, therefore understanding our divine path within this world. And it's a hard, challenging task to take on. And so I'm here with you, I'm here with you, and I understand. And so even now, even in this moment, it's hard for me to get into the place of meditation. As much as I see that it needs to come, as much as I see that it needs to be had, as much as I see the need to ground myself and center myself and release all of the distractions that are brought on by just being human in this world, um, I also understand how difficult it is at this time. So allow me to lead you in this guided meditation. Allow me to guide you 
to this place of peace. And you know what? It's, I'm going to take the word me out of it because at this point I'm taking off my glasses and I'm putting on my African spiritual music and this guidance is completely through spirit because the human Beth LJ doesn't have it in her. But the one that is tapped in to spirit and trusting in spirit, the soul connection that I have is the one who will come through and guide us for this meditation so that we may accept the lesson that is the lesson that is coming from Mystic Tara, the lesson that is coming for us to encourage us through, to inform us through this challenging time. And so with that being said, I would like for us to take a deep breath. Open your crown chakra. Release. And another deep breath here. And release. And begin to relax. Focus in on your third eye so that you may understand the knowledge that is not seen, felt, or heard. So that you may be guided by the sixth sense, the sense that is led through your intuition, that is led through your third eye, that is led through the guidance of spirit, your ancestors, and God. Allow this relaxation to come over you, over your forearms that might be heavy with lifting and carrying more than you feel that you can bear. Allow this relaxation to come through your heart that feels heavy, wounded, deceived, exhausted overreach and overextended. Know that your heart can expand to expand to allow room for more. Allow this expansion to go through Deep breath as you expand. Another deep breath into your heart chakra and expansion. And allow this energy to relax your thighs. To relax the sacral chakra, to relax the energy in your root chakra. And as you sit, as you are seated, allow your bottom half to become grounded into the carpet, the bed, the chair, the couch, the sofa, the cushion, the earth the tree stump, the water. Allow yourself to become grounded into the bottom half. We are needing some serious grounding at this time. So I want you to feel that grounding from your thighs to your calves, to your ankles, and to your feet. We are grounding the lower half of our body so we do not get lost 
as our story unfolds. So we do not get swept away as the current changes during this seasonal change into spring. Take a deep breath here. Feel yourself catching to the lower ground. Feel yourself attaching to that chair. Feel yourself attaching to that water as you take your bath. And understand that this attachment is grounding you to the earth so that you and your spirit may connect in the plains above. Take a deep breath. Breathe out. Release it and enjoy in this moment, in this song, in this spirit. We thank God for God. Amen. Amen. And I share you. Know that nothing is too much for us to handle. Know that nothing is too much for this experience. Know that we are ready to manifest all that needs to be manifested at this time. I am here for you. I am proud of you, of the work that you have done and the commitment that you have made to the spiritual path and opening yourself up to all the things that the divine has in line for you. Take a deep breath in, one last huge deep breath, and then a big release on the end. Deeper, deeper. And release, slower, slowly, slowly. And open your eyes. I hope at this time you feel just a little bit better. Because I feel just a little bit better. And I hope at this time you feel connected. For all those who are listening with you and all those who will be listening at a later time. I want to encourage you to follow my unfolding, um, complete and uncandid, um, on Twitter at Beauty Loves Co. and also on Instagram at Sacred Places Radio. Um, these two social media formats um, provide me a space to interact to talk, and to digest the feelings as they come. It is a very rapid moving time. And sometimes you just need some reassurance that, no, you're not crazy, and no, you're not alone. This energy is wild, and it's having you go deeper than you ever have before, and you are okay. And you are connected. And you do do see and feel and hear the resonance with the people around you. And that resonance lets you know that this journey is spiritually guided. The transitions that you are going through are not just for yourself, but for the world as a whole. So... For the tarot read today, for the tarot read this week from Sunday, 
March 18th through Saturday, March, I think we're on the 25th, maybe the 24th, if I do my math right. Um, the energy that we're dealing with today is the energy of the 15th card of the tarot. That 15th card is the devil. And this energy is continuing the story um, since the final eclipse, the final Aquarius Leo eclipse on um, the 15th of February. And this story is continuing, which I think it picked up speed um, when Jupiter went into retrograde on March 8th. And so this story is the story um, that we've been, you know, experiencing for the past three weeks. And um, we've been, we were in a time of of deep revelations um, with our Wheel of Fortune cards. Um, Things were being revealed to us in, in, in a very earthly way. So we have experienced the physical, intangible, earthly losses of people things we've cherished, and relationships. And we have experienced these losses to give us, to open us up to the faded destinies of our past. And to, and, and after that point, it was a, a point of, of thoughtfulness, of perspective, of solitude, of seclusion, either by choice, by illness, or even perhaps ostracization of the people around us, the people that we thought were friends, the mentors that we thought were looking out for us, the um, the dynamics that existed in our life that we thought were for our better good. All of this stuff has come into revelation and we have gone into the solitude and we are now contemplating what is what? How do I feel about this? What is this triggering from my past? And where do I go from here? And I look at the devil card as a very, obviously it's a very powerful card, it's the devil. But I look at it as, as the other side of the coin. And the other side of that coin is the star. The star card is the card that appears before the devil. And as you know, the star is a card that is led and lets you know that um, Archangel Michael is there with you during this journey. And as you know, the devil, or as you may have heard in stories, the devil is a fallen angel. So we're looking at this flip side of two coins. And this is really a choice you have to make this week. You have the choice temperance of continuing to do the toll and the work, although you may temporarily feel not in tune, you may feel miserable while doing it, or you have the other side, which is the devil, which is escapism. And really escapism is giving your freedom away to another power, giving your freedom away to material powers, deciding I can't, I won't, I don't want to deal with this. So I'm turning it over to these things that have been created by humans for humans, and I'm turning it over to that plane, and that is how I'm going to respond to this hardship. And I'm always very mindful to remove judgment out of the situation because sometimes this devil card, this loss of power, this lack of the ability to control oneself and putting your control into something or some other substance's hands is very necessary. Sometimes putting your control into another's hands, like money, power, respect, 
love, tainted love maybe, and putting your power or substance abuse or food or shopping is very necessary to overcome this time. And what this card is reflecting to me is that this is a very likely thing that will take place this week. This is something that this will be an indulgent week. And you might succumb to the indulgent. And you might sacrifice yourself, your physical body, to the indulgent. You might sacrifice your mind to the indulgent. This can also be video games that you play endlessly to lose your mind, to lose your thought of reality. So you might, this could be binge watching your Netflix so that you don't have to deal with what is currently going on. You know, this, these, these transformations of our reality so that we don't have to deal with the emotions that have possibly come up with this um, Pisces new moon, this introspection that we've experienced is very real. And it's also very necessary in this human form. We need a balance. There's a lack of perspective that we have being based here and losing all of our all of our understanding of why we're here in the attempt to understand through the journey where we are going. So this is not to say that this this devil card is not necessary at times. So although I'm not asking you to indulge, or I don't think that Tarot is asking you to indulge this week, this is going to be a very indulgent week. And um, and what's funny is that I've lost, not I've lost, I, I've, um, my, my original tarot deck, the first deck that I purchased, I have left somewhere else. And of course, that is very frustrating, but I think that that is also a sign that I need to take advantage of the other cords that I have. So this, this reading is going to be a little bit different. I have the devil as the major arcana followed by my goddess journey cards that I picked up. And that uh, the goddess journey cards for today is Tatsutya Himi, or the card of letting go. And Tatsuyama Hima Himi inspires us to boldly weave the rich tapestry of our lives, knowing that if we wish to alter its pattern, we must let it go to begin again. And when I was reading the description of this card, I was reminded again of that Jupiter, that Scorpio, Jupiter and Scorpio in retrograde. This time is taking us back to before the winter equinox. This is taking us back to before the new year. And Tatsusha Himi is a Japanese goddess. Yearly in autumn, she weaves a vast and fantastic piece of fabric, dense with design and color. In this way, Tatsutia Himi spends her autumns in communion with the divine, the weaving, busying her hands so her mind may be freed. And I ask you, when we receive the devil card this week, that maybe we should find a way to busy our hands. And I'm reminded of the lesson from Yendez, from Yendez Nefertum, which is to keep your hands busy. And in, in her time of revelation, of sorrow, of grief, of anguish, she continues to knit and knit and knit. And if you go back to the episode, you can find the link for her page because she has knitted literally in this last season dozens and dozens of hats. And so in this time, I ask you with this devil card as our prevailing energy 
to find something to busy your hands, to find a hobby to delve back into or reintroduce. And I will say delve back into because this is a time of going back. So remember when you started doing jewelry and then you stopped? Pick it up again. Remember when you bought all of those coloring books because you thought this would be a great way to meditate and release your brain? Get those coloring books. Remember when you thought you wanted to learn how to crochet, so you bought all this stuff, but then you didn't use it? Yeah, now is the time to go back to YouTube and learn how to crochet. Now is the time to bake. Now is the time to create so that you are controlling, so that you are having a sense of control, so that you are producing something creative in this time instead of releasing your energy into the manipulative manifestations of humanness. (laughs) What a powerful word. So remember, please look up the name, the spelling of the name is T-A-T-S-U-T-A dash H-I-M-E. Please look up this Japanese goddess for further inspiration during this week. And then the last deck that I pulled from is actually a gift from a friend. And this is this deck is the Fool's Wisdom Oracle Cards. And I pulled number 16. And it's called the Power Fool. The Fool's Wisdom is the call upon divine power. The powerful is inviting you to reclaim your personal power. Again, not give it away to material things. Real power doesn't come from overwhelming or intimidating others through the ego so that they submit to you in fear. Rather, it comes from embodying divine love by winning over the hearts and minds of others through kindness and affection. This is possible by tapping into the love of God and allowing the divine force to flow through you to others without interruption. Access this divine energy by opening your heart and aligning with love kindness that the universe has for all of its creatures, friends and foes alike, including you. Open up to this authentic, invisible power right now and use it for all the good you desire. So the emotions, the feelings, the frustrations, the anger, the hurt, the pain that you wish to pull yourself out of, call on divine power for assistance. Use it for all the good that you desire. And so I just, I know I went a little bit longer (laughs) than I usually do, Um, or spirit has guided me longer than I usually do, but I wanted to just have this word for you because I feel it. And community, I know you feel it, and I really would encourage you to be there for each other. And right now, I want to um, welcome Mystic Tara onto the show, and today Mystic Tara has a message to us about where we are guided from. What is the operating system that we are using to to guide us in this life that we are living now? Uh, Tara, you're on the line. Hello. Hey, Rudy, how are you? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Our audience can hear you. Sorry I kept you online for so long. Um, (laughs) The meditation, the reading went a little bit longer than I expected, but thank you for being here again. This is Tara's second experience um, here on Sacred Places Radio Show, and if you haven't listened to her first broadcast uh, for setting the intentions for the new year and what she's asking specifically or what spirit is asking specifically of America in this new year, you need to go back and listen. 
Uh, so Tara, how are you? How are you feeling on this Sunday? I'm 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 all right. I, I was just listening to everything that you said, and it was just in keeping with I felt for wanted me to talk about today. So I'm just kind of I'm in shock of the the coincidence there, but we know it's not coincidence. It's it's the energy of the universe moving as it always is. So it's cool, very encouraging. It's very encouraging. Very encouraging. Yeah. Thank you. And it's very encouraging to have you here. And I'm ready to listen and welcome your word. Um, what is it that you're being guided to speak with us about today? Well, um, I have been um, just thinking a lot about um, what we were describing as the GPS, so your I like to call it my operating system, what's kind of running in the background. And mm-hmm. it's been coming to me about the fact that it is, one of the things we think about is when I grow up, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And um, what happens with that, of course, is that it's just kind of programmed in the back of our mind. And then at 13, 14, it's kind of making some choices for us. Or at 20 and 21 or in our 30s, I'm in my 40s, um, this kind of like silent, I almost call it a declaration or an affirmation, um, mantra, prayer almost, that we're not even aware of. Things can happen to us, traumatic events or even good things, or just we didn't like the way our parents raised us or there was we didn't have enough money. And so, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to make sure that I make as much money as I can. Or um, maybe we sense that, um, you know, we, we saw how hard it was um, to – you know, be loving and kind. And so we decide when I grow up, I'm going to do all I can to either not be hurt again or to be with someone who's going to love me the way I didn't have as a kid. And those things, mm-hmm. like, guide us, right? Um, and right. so what I want to invite our listeners to think about is what are sort of the when I grow up statements that you've made? Or what are the things that are driving you still that, is outdated because you're not the same person you were when you first said them. Let me, let me give you an example. And this is what happened to me literally last night as I was in my own meditation, which as an aside, I totally share sometimes the frustration of meditating. Um, it can be boring. It's uncomfortable sometimes. It's not familiar. You don't want it to be a gimmick. You're like, is this really going to work? I totally get it. Sometimes it's just really hard mm-hmm. to get on the cushion. I wanted to encourage you guys to think about um, meditation as a space, as a place you go to where you open the door and now I'm in my, literally my sacred space. I mean, we talk about it a lot. Obviously the name of your program is sacred places, but our spaces rather. But if you think about like all of meditation being something like that where we create it's a space we go to it's a place we go to um and if you think about it that way sometimes it helps to overcome that resistance that we feel to meditate or to pray or to be still once you're in it it's cool but that resistance that you have to overcome um this may be a way to think about it that i'm going to my sacred place now going to this space where I can recharge or just come back to myself is how I like to say the old folks used to say mm-hmm. collect yourself so anyway mm-hmm. um, I was in meditation that was my sidebar of meditation I was in meditation and um, it came to me by way of example I saw this I was talking to spirit and was in meditation about just all these changes that are happening in my life and so this Jupiter energy for sure for sure for sure Um, and just all these changes that were shifting. um, And I realized that um, I just really wanted some stability. And as I was meditating on that, what came to me was this notion of commitment and that part of what provides stability in our lives when we're going through the tough times, when we're going through um, what I like to call a shadow experience. And so, um, 
I, that's why that devil card was so appropriate because um, when I, you know, read Tarot, one of the things that the devil represents um, is the shadow. It's the things that we don't want to face, but we need to face and we need to deal with and we need to deal with with love and compassion and embrace it and deal with all of that stuff so that it can um, no longer run us, right? No longer control us. And so this is another way of saying what I'm saying around the childhood stuff. So I'm in meditation. I'm like, oh, my God, I need commitment. Okay, I got to commit to where I am right now. And that mm. got me to what's my resistance to that? And my resistance mm-hmm. to not wanting to be where I am right now took me to a memory of me as a child I hadn't thought about in years. And mm-hmm. remember, I'm giving you an illustration of the principle I'm trying to share with your listeners. And there's, a, and I see myself sort of in the corner, um, and this is energetically now, right? I'm back to feeling how I'm feeling, but now I have the wisdom of where I am now to look at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling, um, I'm kind of just looking at my family and realizing in that moment that I was not going to commit to these people because they were, it was just an unsafe place for me. It didn't feel safe. I didn't feel like I belonged mm-hmm. to them. I felt abandoned in all these ways. And so as a very young child, to defend myself, to survive energetically, I had one foot in because I needed these people to survive and eat, go to school and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. I also knew that at my first chance, I'm out. I'm mm-hmm. out in order to survive, Right. And this is not a knock on my parents or family. It's saying there was just there was just a constellation of things that wasn't good for me. Why is mm-hmm. that important? Because that's the same feeling I realized I was having toward my life right now. I have mm-hmm. one foot in and one foot out. I didn't really want to commit. Me too. And why? <laughs> right? I didn't really want to commit. But why? Because in my family man we didn't we didn't go through ups and downs together there wasn't consistency mm-hmm. there it was either down <laughs> and then mm-hmm. you're on your own or up right Ooh. Yes. and so if you think yes. about that so if as a kid i'm like hmm i'm learning rather rapidly no one's saying it it's just what i'm learning by experience right i'm learning that if i commit uh, first of all, there is no commitment because we're only kind of for each other when things are up or no one really wants to do the hard stuff. Or I'm also learning that, you know what, uh, this commitment thing, what's the point of being in all the way when things go up and down? I need to be able to jet when things go mm-hmm. south because I need to protect myself. So now here I am in my own life, and things are not going according to plan. Mm. Things are not going according to plan. I am struggling in this area and that area and this area and that area, and I should have had my business by now, or I should have been married by now, or it should have been easier by now, or I've done all the Mm -hmm. spiritual work. I'm meditating. I'm going to readings. I'm reading. I'm forgiving. I'm doing all that stuff, and you're telling me I still got a temper or I still got an addiction or I still got what? So my life is not going according to plan. The question then became in my meditation and what I'm asking you guys as we think about outdated things that have been expired is, are you committed to yourself in the midst of all of that? Are you committed to your life when it is right now not going according to plan? Because stability comes through commitment. And so the way to navigate this time of going back and dealing with the shadow and letting go, which this Japanese goddess, I have to get her name again, by the way, from your Rudy, when this Japanese goddess comes up and says letting go, the context of the powerful, which is why everything you said, Rudy, was on point, the context of the powerful is to say, how do I access my power in a time where I can't get out of it? Some of the situations we are facing, we can't get out of it. 
So are you committed to yourself? Are you committed to your life when it's up and down? And the way you survive those times is to make a commitment to your life, to your path. Stability comes through commitment. It's a promise and an agreement of consistent and flexible presence, regardless of the surrounding challenges. I'm going to say that again. This is all for meditation, dealing with my stuff. You understand? I'm dealing with my stuff. I'm just sharing y'all what happened to me last night. Stability comes from commitment, which is a promise and an agreement of consistent and flexible presence, regardless of the surrounding challenges. So now you're like, well, Tara, bring it back home. Okay. So I'm sitting in meditation, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm feeling terrible. My life's falling apart. My health, my this, 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 I can't take it. And I'm crying. I'm having this commitment. And it comes to me, well, are you in or are you out? Because this is where you are right now. Boom, I get this picture of me as a kid, very young, realizing, ooh, I can't stay in because I haven't seen what staying in looks like. So I got to go to God now and part of my practices. Teach me how to commit. Now, how does it apply? Well, once I say yes, to the ups and downs that are going to come in life, whether mm-hmm. you're following your path or not, regardless of that, once I say, yeah, but this is mine. See, I may be upset at the system. Yes. Trump, mm-hmm. sure. Injustice, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But while I work on changing that, I must still come from a place of acceptance of where I am. And so as I commit to the ups and downs of where I am, then the question becomes, well, how do I treat myself when I'm going through the ups and downs of my life? What is this, what's the self-talk like? How do I interpret when I'm going through my downs? Do I feel that I've made a mistake or I've been cursed or I just fail all the time or am I impatient with Pity. myself? Do I encourage, there you go, victimizing? Do I encourage myself? And do I give as good as I get? Am I the kind of person who always only shares my problems but don't listen to anybody else's? Am I judging? How do you treat yourself when you are going through the Jupiter, when you're going through the events in your life, the ups and downs in your life? So how was I going to treat myself Tara, while I'm going through some things that I just don't agree with, that I'm feeling shame about or guilt about, I know all the right ways to feel and think, but as I'm dealing with that process, how am I treating myself? Can I remain in a healthy commitment with myself even when life is hard and I'm not making as much progress as I'd like and sometimes I need? So you know what I had to do, folks? I had to say to spirit, or make an affirmation, or set my intention, or make a prayer, I said, I am asking for wisdom, the wisdom I need to relate to myself right now. I need wisdom. I realized Mm. I was still judging myself and expecting myself to be how I was nine years ago before I started this path of changing my entire life to, to focus on this work. Or no, how about five years ago? Of course, then I'm going to beat myself up. How am I going to compare to that? I was a different person, different time, different situation, different problems. I said, oh, my God, I need to, to, to be committed to my life. i got to be committed to myself. So I need wisdom on how to relate to who I am because the spiritual path is about becoming. It's not I become and I sit down and I'm fixed. It is becoming. I'm always becoming. And as I release the control over my life and how I think it should go, wow, prepare yourself for the adventure. Oh, my God. So the downs in our lives give us a chance to develop a relationship with ourselves and to deepen a commitment to ourselves. The rockier life gets, the more of an opportunity you have to deepen your relationship with yourself and to say, how do I commit to my practice, to me, and walking in this thing when I can't pay my rent or Trump did something obnoxious or I'm afraid of being deported or all those real life stuff. All that. I'm not talking about simple problems, folks. I'm not facing them. You're not facing them. I refuse to insult you with a spirituality that doesn't speak to where you are. But I'm not going to tell you you won't have downs. What I am saying is commit 
to you and your process and your life and see how spirit shows up. And it's not just that, because if how am I going to commit to somebody else if I can't commit to myself? Oh. You talk about relationships and love, all the things as human beings we need. That's our birthright to be in a committed, loving relationship sculpted by two people, whether you are uh, uh, monogamous or not. Whether you love same sex, right. who cares, right? We are all right. right. Okay, so then how are you going to commit? If you don't even look how you treat yourself when life don't go the way you like, look at how you criticize yourself. Look at how you judge your judge yourself. So if that's how you are in a relationship with you, how are you really prepared to commit to somebody else in a healthy fashion? No, you're looking for that other person to make you feel better about the fact that you don't have a good relationship with you. That's, yep. you know what I'm saying? This is this is the law to of attraction, baby. This is the law, right? This is the law of attraction. You're this or is you're the escaping. They are. There you go. So the what kind of doing? commitment what are you, you the, what are you choosing? So oh, the commitment the to cry. yourself, the nature of your of your commitment to yourself prepares you for the type of commitment you're going to be able to provide, and it's not just to somebody else. It sets the tone, how I, the nature of my commitment. What's the quality of my commitment to myself? So one, am I committed to myself or am I out every time there's an issue? Two, what is the nature of the commitment? Is it healthy or is it not healthy? Three, is like, well, understand that however you're committed to you is how you're committed to somebody else. And so if you're, the commitment you have with yourself is to kind of escape your hard feelings, your uncomfortable feelings, or yes. um, how you're, you know, all the stuff that you have issues with, then you're going to attract a relationship with someone who's emotionally unavailable because that's how you are with you. Ooh. Right? This yes. also sets the tone for your business. This sets the tone. Remember, how I relate to myself relates to how I relate to everybody else. So how am I when I'm working? Or how am I, if I'm self-employed, how am I with my clients or handling my business, the logistics, all the stuff I don't like? It sets the tone for my health and my other self-care needs. What is the relationship? If I'm not committed to myself, if I don't have a healthy commitment to myself, then I don't really know how to address being healthy and exercising self-care, which for some of us is setting boundaries and saying no. And making a decision that I'm going to put my self-care first ahead of being in the know. Because sometimes being in the know is so much confusion, you, you get lost. You've got to figure out how to master technology. Don't let it master you. And then it sets the tone for how we show up in our communities. The relationship that I have with myself, am I committed so the good news is if you grew up in a place, time, space, like I did, where you didn't know anything about commitment, not in a real way, and I'm talking on an energetic level, our different stories on how we get there can change, right? You could have not learned mm-hmm. about commitment because your parents got divorced, and I could have not known commitment because my parents were there, but they, didn't, they worked all the time. So our stories, our respective stories might be different, but energetically we're talking about the same feeling of the fact that, ooh, I just don't feel – like they're committed to me, that if I, they truly accept me for who I am and that if I go through the ups and downs, if my downs don't match their ups, they're, they're there. I'm not, I never really had that, Tara. Well, then this talk is for you because it's in psychology we call it having an insecure attachment. Your ability to attach or bond and make a relationship or commitment is sort of it's kind of shaky. It's not, it's not firm. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I used to study this all the time because I dealt with that, and I continue to deal with emotional availability and codependency, codependence, all of that. Been healed through a lot. I give thanks, and I still struggle with some of the other stuff. Still, honey. But one thing I used to be so discouraged. I'd read all these books. I'd study stuff, and they say if you had an insecure attachment, if you didn't grow up, you know, the commitment, then you're not going to be able to have. You know, consistency, you're not going to be able to have a really, it's going to be hard for you to find someone who's emotionally available, or who's steady, or, and they always be like, oh my God, right? And the way it would sound is if, like, I'm really fucked. Right. And I swear to you, in meditation last night, and this is a question I've been asking for at least 20 years, meditation last mm-hmm. night, it came to me so clear. 
that insecure attachments can heal. doesn't matter how you started. As you develop a committed relationship to yourself and one that is healthy, and that's where the spiritual path and psychology and all that stuff comes in to give us the steps, as you develop that, you restore, you repair, you renew your human tools, the tools you need to have the kind of life you want by way of a secure attachment. The more you accept yourself, allow the quote-unquote devil to show up, our shadow, the things we don't want to face about ourselves, not say all evil, just the things that sabotage our lives. We just can't get our stuff together. Mm-hmm. Right? And lives. so that, like, that stuff, right, that's where we look at it with compassion, that's when we say, okay, what are the steps I need to take to change this? I say this not mm-hmm. to judge myself, but to realize it's hindering me, right? So as I do that work, I start to develop strength in my relationship to myself that I can face my devil, say, devil, come sit down with me right here, have dinner. Let's talk about why you exist in this area of my finances. Oh, okay, oh I want to learn about the fact that money and status have been combined in this country, but they're not the same, that my self-worth, which is what status I should speak to, is not tied to how much money I have, and that money is really just energy, and it's a way in which we exchange value to each other. And so once I learn a bit about finances, would that change my ability now to see that I actually have more than I thought I had and that I am actually wealthy because I have running water and I have a bed to sleep on and food to eat and I'm safe and, oh, my goodness, I have how many devices and if I lose one, I know, and how many TVs and I can see the show on how many different streams. Oh, right. Tell me again why I can't give thanks. Mm. All of that to say, the question I have for our listeners is, what are you working with that's expired, that's no longer important? Because what I learned last night is I was still holding on to a childhood belief, justified, I had so much compassion for little Tara. I had so much love for her. And I totally understood the strategy of saying, you know what? I'm not committing unless it's good. And Mm -hmm. for things to be good, it got to be perfect. So that's Mm -hmm. how I'm I'm one foot in. You know what I mean? I can't go through ups and downs too much. I mean, of course, there's some I, I think is okay. But for the most part. That just means you didn't get your shit together. That just means you don't know what you're doing. That, all of that. I don't got time to be working with. No. Because I thought I was uh, uh, uh. And fast forward now, and, and my family, of course, hadn't modeled it for me in the way. They were loving people, that they just didn't have the tools. So I didn't know about commitment, about standing in the sick or sin, saying, okay, ooh, it's rocky today, but you know what? This is where I am. And, and best I will tell you, there are times when the fire's real hot, and I'll say, man, I made a mistake. This was a mistake. And, right? So you know the fire's hot when I start talking like that mm-hmm. because my commitment is being tested. So what yeah. is operating in your life? When I grow up, I'm going to be with this kind of person. Yeah, but the one that you need, the one that's mm. going to meet your needs, that loves you, and that's committed to you. Because once I have a healthy relationship with myself, as I do that as a daily practice, then I start to have healthy desires. Then I can trust my feelings. See, that's another story about how we have been socialized not to trust our feelings because we have not been able Mm -hmm. to heal them. Once I heal them, I'm in a place where I can legitimately trust my feelings. And so I can say, man, I've done all the work now. I'm not codependent. I'm not insecure. I'm not this, this, that, and the third, and the third. And I still want love. Yes we need companionship. We want to express that and give it. So that is a holy, justified, healthy expression of a need. So yes, then you say, I need love. If you need love, let's talk about commitment. And that guy who embodies what you need now at 2018 may be very different than the person you had in mind when you said, when I grow up, I want to be with someone like my daddy. Right. So, look at your life now. Well, Tara, how do we figure all that out? It's real easy. (laughs) Or rather, let me say it again. It's really simple. It may not be easy, but it's simple. 
Simplicity, yeah, probably not which either. is what that right, which is what truth is. Truth is always simple. It may not be easy, but it is simple. Right. That's why the wisdom teachers always say stuff like, well, it should be similar for a child to understand. That's why children are so important. So it's simple. We literally look at our lives and say, according to my values, my own values, and that's where the work comes in because you got to get through all the programming and all the judgment. That's why your commitment right. is so important. Go through the values mm. and say, does my life, what parts of my life are in alignment with my values and which ones are not? Once you do that, honey uh-huh. child, you are in business. And you'll be amazed at what you value, what you truly deem important, what you truly deem is enough, what you truly deem is beautiful, what you truly believe is worth your time, what is truly, what does it mean to have a quality of life? When you start to dig into that, that is your sacred text, by the way. And any teacher who you're following and listening to should be supporting your own journey. But I digress. And when you do that, you will be amazed at how different, how far it is from what our society, our culture has indoctrinated us with. You will be surprised. And that's how you set yourself free. On that note, check out your GPS, look at your OS, and that's how you heal enough to say, ooh, yes, yes, I can make, because of the commitment I'm committed to my life, and it's reflecting my values. And because it's reflecting my values, guess what? I'm married here, <laughs> better for worse. You know what I'm saying? You're going through some ups and downs, but this is exactly the ups and downs I need to be in because I'm committed. I say amen. And so it is. I say amen. So it is. We call in the power of the divine to help us. So thank you, Ruby. Amen. Yes, thank you. And I think it's so, this is this time is perfectly revealing, this new moon in Pisces is perfectly revealing. So what do you value? This destruction, this collapse of the things, of the people, of the material, of the ideals that you held true, of the statuses, of the power, of the jobs, all of that collapsing and changing of your physical health, of your physical well-being is, is a question of what do I value? And... Thank you so much, Tara. And I'm going to call you Mystic Tara. This is it. This is the name, <laughs> Mystic Tara, because you were a little bit undecided. And I just want to thank you. And if you're feeling this way and, and you are just, you just have no idea, or even if you have some idea but you need further guidance, please reach out to Tara at hummingbirdcall.com. I'm serious. This is a serious <laughs> Um, soul searching, soul coaching, um, guidance, and that is divine. It is, and I thank you for that. No, no, I was just going to say, and for those who, you know, may want more of sort of the mystical stuff, the readings, the divination, um, energy healing, um, guided meditations to unearth these childhood things or the issues that we kind of get entrenched and get stuck in, um, I contact me at hummingbird.com um, and I can do that. I have another site that does that and I think Rudy has that information. But um, yeah. Yeah, it's all, way. The, it's all in the bio. And I think it's that all there. Is, uh, it's, it's a, it's, you're a catalyst for the change that's going to take place. Sometimes you, you understand the things that are happening, but you don't understand where they're coming from. And this guidance can be um, provided um, through your services. And we are so over time. The caller has left the line. (laughs) We are completely, both you and I just like blew it out the water. (laughs) I hope that all of our listeners have stayed put and have listened or will listen to the the online version where they can hear it in, in fullness and completion. Um, and I thank you so much for coming back on my show. Um, no way. Well, before you go, before we go, um, thank you, thank you, thank you as well. I'm totally, like, doing this off the cuff. But I feel badly for the reader. Can I at least just pull three cards and speak on that for her? Or are we completely out? 
we are like so out. Okay. Like we are 15 minutes over. Um, I would no. encourage oh, the reader oh. area code 307. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to go ahead and um. Have them just call me or something. Yeah, hummingbird.com. Let them know. Let Tara know that you were on the line, and I'm sure she'll work something out for yeah. you. Um, so thank Absolutely. you so much for calling Absolutely. in. Thank you to yeah. everyone, and thank you, Tara. And thank we will you. talk wonderful. shortly. Thank you, Sounds and good. have a wonderful week. As blessed it can be, I hope it's elevated your spirit. It certainly did mine. Thank you. Thank you, God. Oh, for God thank you. Ashe. And talk to you soon. Ashe. Okay. Sounds good. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.